and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Starr, and I am here once again with my best friend, Pretty Panda, and yep. special guest speaking is my SO significant other, Harry Birdsong. I don't know if you have anything that you want to go by. In the future. Okay, great. <laughs> and in today's episode, we're talking about one of my all-time favorite artists, The Weeknd, um, and I actually want to say before we even get started that part of the reason why I decided to do podcasting was because a couple of years ago I had started a blog kind of surrounding not just the weekend but the entire EXO family, so to speak. So any artist under that label um, and I would analyze his song lyrics every week and I kind of made a hobby out of that. So it kind of evolved into what is now this podcast so i want to it i think it's a pretty i think it's pretty fair to say that he's kind of one of the reasons why i started doing this uh because i would just analyze his songs for fun and now i'm starting to get into analyzing other artists songs and then of course that evolved into artist evolutions and analyzing music videos and doing albums and mixtapes and all that good shit so when the two of y'all can think of what was going on through your head maybe or what it felt like when you first listened to The Weeknd for the first time, even if you can, if you can recall like the very first song that you heard by him and what it made you feel or what it made you think as far as just an artist, period. Because I know in the beginning, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't know if he's a band or if he's a person or I don't know why his hair looks like that and I think he's kind of weird and his music's so sad and he's always on drugs and he's blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, bitch, shut the fuck up. But, um, because I remember you and I, Kind of got introduced to him. I introduced you to him in high school. I think the year that we met, yeah. actually. So we've I've been listening to him for as long as I've been friends with you, which yeah. is damn near a decade now. So yes. that is wild to think about. So the first thing I remember thinking when I heard The Weeknd, first of all, the first song I ever heard by him was actually his cover to Dirty Diana. Mm. That was the first song I was introduced to. And that's to a beautiful ass. Oh, God. Let's talk about that cover. Let's talk about the cover real quick. That cover exceeded, I feel like anybody else who tries to remake Dirty Diana. Or any Michael you, Jackson song, yeah, really. You're not going to come close. The weekend was as close as it is going to get. Absolutely. Like, he, the bass guitar in mm. that, oh my God. His notes, his soft flutters and and how he kept the theme of this dark and mysterious woman who kind of appears and she kind of fucks your life up a little bit you know what i mean like you don't even know where she came from or how she got here but she's here and shit is hitting the fan and you just don't know what to do you know what i mean he kept that with the music he didn't try to change it and make it poppy yeah, and in my opinion his voice didn't sound too off from my oh Jackson. not at all it was spot the fuck on and i think yeah. a lot of people after hearing that really connected the two of them together which is why so many people are like all oh, the weekends the next michael jackson which i know you and i have had this conversation before where we disagreed on it as far as sound goes yes but i think performance the le- wise the weekend is a standstill performer. Yeah. Michael Jackson was a uh, jump on, gonna throw this, gonna touch this, yeah. gonna <laughs> moonwalk across the stage, yeah. gonna do a couple of spinny winnies here. Yeah. As far as the weekend likes to jump around and he likes to fist pump and do shit. Yeah. He's not too much, you I know, going like, crazy on stage yeah, like Michael I feel Jackson like was for sure. Voice wise, and I don't care. This is my opinion. I feel like voice wise, the weekend is. Closest to Michael Jackson, voice-wise. Absolutely. Performance-wise, Chris Brown is the closest to Michael Jackson. And that's what I said. And you look. I really it. wasn't going off of performance-wise. I was going off of his sound, the way his music is. I mean, Michael Jackson even had some dark songs, some sad songs, and that's what I was going off of. I, I really don't care about dancing, flinging your arms around mm-hmm. like some idiot. And then, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, but I just, and I don't want to talk too much about Chris Brown, but just in that debate, I feel like you can look at Chris Brown and see more Michael Jackson versus you can listen to The Weeknd mm-hmm. and hear more. Yeah, because so, Michael Jackson definitely has some of those poppy sounds. Yeah. And whenever I hear Starboy, oh, yeah, I think for of Michael sure. Jackson for some reason. For sh- no, and that's, and that's valid. And I feel like a lot of people don't like to talk about Starboy because... You know, in the beginning, like I said, his music was so dark and depressing. And a lot of his fans, so them all a bunch of their fan pages and shit on like Facebook or Instagram or whatever, they're assholes. And they just have it in their head that 
he's supposed to be this gloomy ass, dark ass, depressing ass guy all the time. So when Starbuck, go ahead, go ahead. Let me tell you something about the weekend. He literally has an older song called Material Girl. Oh, and it is yes. the cutest little song about a girl. He's talking about how he wants to spoil her. Buy all, all this, jewelry. yeah, buy all these jewelry. Like, bro, he's not always tripping out on the guy. Right, <laughs> the guy. and when you think about that entire little project, which is called the Noisy P, that has um, birthday suit or um, shit, I can't think of the other one. It has material girls on it. It has um, the song called Rescue You. Um, yeah, like he's not always so gloomy. Like, yeah, he's older shit. Wasn't always, oh, my drugs can't feel my face when I'm with you. And that's, and that's really, that whole time when he was talking about doing drugs and stuff, in his life, there was a lot of really, really bad and dark shit going on at the time. Like, he had just left them home. He was technically homeless. Him and his friends were just kind of, you know, doing whatever they could to get by. And even with his newest album, which I don't know if you've heard it or not, After Hours, there's a song on there um, where he's basically talking about how it was for him growing up. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of reminiscence on that time period in his young teenage years when he wasn't quite sure what he was going to do with his life. In fact, the first line in the song, he says, I used to pray when I was 16, if I didn't make it, then I'd probably make my wrist bleed. That's a very, 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 (laughs) that is a very, very, very dark place to come from at such a young age. You know what I'm saying? So he's always been... Stuck in his own head, yeah. but that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be happy either. So when yeah, Starboy like, came out, it's like let this nigga be happy. Yeah, like, like you know, you know definitely that I struggle with, or I struggled very seriously with self harm. Mm-hmm. Like y'all remember those days in high school? Yeah, it was bad. And so up up until recently, y'all remember those days? Recently, just a couple months ago. So like, I definitely relate to that. One thousand percent. If you ever get around to just listening to that album, I've been listening to it on repeat since it came out because I have I've been stuck problems. On, I have been stuck on the melancholy. Oh my god! Because call out my name and um, my dear melancholy has to be the saddest piece of work. Call out my in name my and life. Jesus, it just caresses my body. Call I remember out my name and um. Wasted time. Wasted time is a beautiful Uh, Oh, God. And I remember I was sitting in my daddy's living room, drunk as fuck off of wine, listening to that album, and I literally started crying. I was just like, bro, what the hell happened to you? I was so sad. And it makes sense. Because I didn't know what the word melancholy meant, and I don't think a lot of people did either. But basically, it's just like, um, you know, flooded with memories that make you feel really, really down in the dumps, you know what I'm saying? So when you refer to melancholy, it's just like those memories that make you feel sad as fuck for no reason. So when you're like drowning in melancholy, you're just drowning in old memories. So it's like you take that and you turn it into these beautiful ass songs that are so damn sad. And even the video for Call My Name is so dark and depressing. But then after that, you have After Hours, which is more... Listening to it, it's more like 80s theme, retro. It's very, very retro. So it's very, very bright. There's a lot of like neon colors. You can hear it like those old school 80s signs. And it's a lot of running around. And it's not too much craziness. But lyrically, there is still that mystery and darkness that kind of haunts them. But it just sounds better. So that's that's backwards, but that's that's kind of where it goes. So... I have a question for you okay. because we have this conversation on the way over here. Your favorite song by the weekend is well, my favorite song is uh, Wicked Games. Mm-hmm. My most listened to song is Dollar Sign. Okay, so can you tell me why Wicked Games is your favorite song? Well, when it first came out, um, I was young as shit, and I was I would say I. I had strong feelings for this girl, but I know she didn't care about me, but we were doing stuff anyway. Damn. And I felt what he gained. He said, um, what is it when you say, tell me you love me, even though you don't? You feel me? I got the drugs, you can get my pain. I mean, you got the drugs, yeah. you can get my pain? Yeah. I mean, that's really what she got. She didn't get actually me. She just got 
everything you a were part feeling. of me that yeah, and only only happened when I was kind of under influence and shit like. So that. you could really really relate to that song on a personal level, and that's honestly that's kind of fucked up, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, and I remember, like I said, I was um, analyzing the song Dark Times, and that was the first time you had heard it. Um, oh my gosh, we have a video of us singing that at karaoke a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I gotta show you. Um, but what is it about that song that, that you love so much? I mean, I, I guess in a messed up way, I was in a lot of dark times. Uh, I was just not right to be with somebody because of the stuff I was doing, you know. I was messing around in the streets, doing a lot of drugs, not really going to the same house every night. And it was really I was I was like I was liking where I was. I didn't wanna get out of that that and knowing that I was liking to be in the streets and stuff like that, it wasn't a good time part of me and I don't know. I just like I just like how it was. Okay, so I got, and I think your favorite verse is Ed Sheeran's verse, which is the first verse. Yeah. So I have that pulled up. He said, "Waking up half past five, blood on pillow, one bruised eye, drunk too much. You know what I'm like, but you should have seen the other guy." So with that, can you interpret that? To I mean, yeah. Uh, one night, I don't know where I was. I was on. I I. Sorry to say, I snorted like three Xanaxes and we were drinking heavily. And I woke up and I my lip was kind of fat. And I'm like, what happened last night? And like, oh, yeah, we got into a fight. Um, we had to pull you off this guy because his friends were coming. And then everybody just jumped in. It was bad. But I, I felt that because of that. And I'm like, dang, I know how that feel. I think it's mind-blowing when you listen to a song and you can literally see or hear your life being projected or played by this. You've never met this person before in your life, but somehow they managed to take a scene from your life and turn it into a song. I think that's, I think it's a little scary, but it's also what makes music so powerful because you have these moments when you're just listening to something and it's so overwhelmingly relatable. That is like they they had to have been watching this from afar and seen this shit happen. So for you to describe that night for me, and then to think about that just first those first four lines of that verse, and then as it goes into the chorus, as you were saying, you know, the the pre-chorus, this ain't the right time for you to fall in love with me. Like you don't want to hurt nobody else's feelings. You don't want to break nobody else's heart because you know the type of person that you are, and you know how bad shit can get when it gets bad. You know what I mean? So and I'm, and that's pretty much. Like that's that's kind of like a warning, is what that song is, because you you know that you're you're a devious person, you do devious shit, but you still have people who are willing to sacrifice it all to be with you, and you are good enough of a person to stop them before they take it too far. Yeah. Now you've been listening to After Hours with me for uh, the past couple of days. So like I said, I've been playing it in rotation um, because I have nothing else better to do with my time. Do you have a favorite song off of that album? Or do you just kind of listen without any real energy involved? You just kind of... I mean, I, I listen to it mostly because when, when I just got off work or when I'm about to go to sleep or something like that, um, my mind is in a video game or something okay, like that. Okay, so it's not really... I think I got a couple of favorite... Well, I don't want to spoil anything for you because you haven't listened to it yet, but I got a couple of favorite songs... Um, Scared to Live, which he performed on Saturday Night Live, which, according to his Variety Magazine interview, was the last SNL episode they did before we went under quarantine. Um, And I think second place would be Until I Bleed Out, which is a very, very... And if if people want old school, The weekend, if they want to go back to Wicked Games or even High for This or just anything from Trilogy, period then Until I Bleed Out is prime example number one of just how depressing this nigga can get. And this whole album is kind of like an, an evolution of him from the person he used to be to the person he is now. Because there's a lot of lines that he repeats in After Hours that stem from other lines 
in other songs that he's done. So, for example, in the song Wake Up that he has with Travis Scott, he has a uh, um, a line in there that says, um, and if I OD, I'll be alone with no heartbeat. So if I overdose, I'll just be by myself, you know, laid out, dead, gone, he whatever. He, yeah, he changed He has a song called Faith that he says, and if I OD, I want you to OD right beside me. So it's like, Instead of being alone while I'm going on this crazy little journey of mine, I want somebody there with me. More specifically, I want you there with me, and I want, you know, you to experience the same thing that I am. Which, I don't know if that's a little selfish, or if that's just him being desperate and, you know, just craving that type of affection from somebody. But, um, I think it just shows how much he's come as just an artist, um, evolution, um, evolving himself into something more than what he was. So do you have maybe a favorite project or a favorite um, song, something that stuck out to you as powerful as Dark Time stuck out for Harry or even something on the scale of that? If you could think. I know it's probably hard for you to think because you got a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, God, what is it? What is it? What is it? I think it might be Adaptation. Oh, God. Uh, can we talk about Kisslayer real quick? Go ahead and do adaptation, but we got we have to talk about adaptation. We have to talk enemy. about Kisslayer. Mm. Enemy. Wasted times I felt like connected with me the most. Enemy. Because I've been through shit. You you going in the vault with the with the with the music? Cause I I'm not gonna say I forgot about Kisslayer, but I forgot about Kisslayer. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, adaptation. Uh, I think you actually analyzed the song "Professional" for me because you were. You were listening to it with me. This is when I still had Belmont, and we were in my Rio, and you were talking about, you know, the significance of it as far as being uh, the perspective of a guy going to, like, a strip club or something like yep. that, and he's watching the women work, and it's like, they're able to trick themselves into believing that they feel something for somebody else, and their clients think that it's real love. Yeah, you know what I like mean? The one line, he said, how'd you drain all the soul from your eyes? How'd you teach teach yourself, teach yourself how, to how to smile? God diggity damn it. I was that like, is the most influential shit. And that's crazy because when you go to a strip club, you if you're if you're a lonely guy, you know, you go to the strip club so you don't feel lonely anymore. Mm-hmm. These women are so good at what they do that they can make you believe that they want you to be there for your affection, for your energy, for your passion, whatever it is. And they get you into this, like, trance. They hypnotize you almost into thinking that, damn, this girl really got me. No, she doesn't. She's just doing her job, bro. But she's so good at it that you were able to believe that she would really just, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to come and look. Right. No, no. I don't care. Because uh-uh. the only real motive that she have is making money. So if that's what she has to do, and that's and that's borderline like sociopath like you really just cut off all of your feelings completely mm-hmm. and you're so good at making people believe that they're still there when you know that they're not and there's yeah. they're nowhere it's like, damn kissland is such an underrated it ass was, oh like, my god i remember we were we were in your dorm mm-hmm. listening to that on repeat and i was like why are not more people Talking about this. Because people are ignorant, man. Are we just going to let this slide? Because you have songs like Pretty on there. Pretty is such... Oh, my God. The music video for that is perfect. The music video is, you know, he's probably getting back from, like, a tour or a trip. Mm -hmm. He's leaving the airport. He's picking up flowers. He's prepared to go over his girl's house. And you know what I mean? Just do what you do. She in there fucking some other nigga. And he's so angry. And he just... Popping off rounds to the window. Fuck it. I don't even give a shit no more. Like, that song is so passionate. Another one I liked was Acquainted. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This nigga got so much good music. He does. I don't think there's ever been a song that I was just like, ugh. Maybe one that I don't vibe with as much now Uh is The Hills. Okay. And that's fair because that song got played out so fast. It was like, that's what they, that's what the mainstream decided. Yeah, that's what and everybody wanted to listen to. the radio, to. that's what they decided. Oh, the weekend, it is hot. We're going to play it out. And then yeah. I was just like, you know what? Because I'll, even, I'll stick to his stuff on my Apple Yeah, because, because even people who I knew who didn't even listen to The weekend, they wanted to listen to The Hills. I'm just, yeah, like, just like, you know, you know he, he got other, other good music. <laughs> he, he got other stuff. He makes 
anything wrong with the hills. The hills is hype as fuck, and it's so much energy in it. Even the music video is insane, it but is. it just got played out way too quick. And that red tone across the music video. Uh, For some reason, this nigga like being splattered in blood. I can yeah. give you a couple of different examples. The hills is one because he's in a car accident, so his Ooh. face is busted up. But one of those nights. Yes, that video that has Juicy J in it. First of all, this nigga Juicy J is rolling a blunt and getting his dick sucked in the nightclub. He literally has somebody between his legs. He is rolling up a blunt in the back room of the club. Uh, the weekend's in the front of the room. This guy barges in. Give me all your money, but down the ground. And he just sitting there drunk as fuck, high as shit. He got a gun pointed over. He's just laughing. But then here comes Juicy J to the rescue, shoots the robber in the back of the head, and his face is just splattered. With this nigga blood, and yeah, I had that for my desktop wallpaper for a long ass. Yeah, so for some reason this nigga got beat like being splattered in blood. So you got the the hills, you got one of those nights, you have the false alarm music video, which is a high stake bank robbery, a very much like a video game point of view. I don't know if you've seen the false alarm music video, but at the end of that, he's covered in blood. Um, even in After Hours, his whole character persona got a busted up nose, fat lip, black eyes, and his face is bleeding. And it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why do you like being covered in blood so much? Like, that's not normal. And, but for some reason, that's what this nigga's into. So, not only does he have, like, an amazing song history, but his music videos are very, very, and this is also to be taken with the notion that for a very, very long time, nobody knew what this nigga looked like. Yeah. At all. Like I knew he was light-skinned because his voice to me just said <laughs> light-skinned. But I was thinking like, okay, a light-skinned with a pretty little fade and he like, he like well taken care of. I kid you not. When I first seen him, I was like, what the fuck is that on his head? I didn't what? really know like what to think when I first saw him because I didn't have any expectations, which says a lot. I was just right. so focused on his music. I was like, I don't even give a fuck at this point. I love his hair. I don't give a shit what nobody said. I got a thing for for niggas who got a lot of hair. And yeah, it was all over the goddamn place. It sure, was. it was untamed. Gonna, but I loved it. Yeah, I didn't I'm care. I'm not going to lie and say that I wasn't a little bit heartbroken when he passed his hair. Oh, yeah, I was like, say. It, it, it hurt my feelings a I was bit. so devastated. And, and that's right when Starboy came, Starboy came out. The music video for that, he has his old self sitting in a chair, tied up, struggling. And then his new self comes with a fucking plastic bags and suffocates him, and then he pops back up with the haircut, the cross, with the... I'm just like, why the fuck? And then that's another thing he does. He likes to kill himself mm-hmm. in music videos. Which, uh, going back to XX, he did that in one of his videos. Yeah. He was basically burying his old self, and his old self was putting up a fight, and he had to beat his old self's ass. And Like, I think that's a lot a thing for a lot of artists who've been in the game a while, mm-hmm. and they've matured. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm putting my old self to rest, I'm just, Hey, pop up with a new one. I'm, I'm flashy on whatever, you know? Yeah, I also like, think I it's good that. to know that XXX was also a humongous fan of The weekend. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, he even inspired him a little bit to make, you know, the music sound the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Just going off of the videos I've seen of him after oh, yeah. the fact. Um, yeah. Much, and oh, much appreciation for X. And there's care. a lot of people who take inspiration from this guy. And that's why so many new wave R&B artists are going about that whole mysterious route mm-hmm. by not showing their face. Like for a long time, I didn't know what her looked like. Yeah, her or him. I don't even know who the fuck him is. There's a him. There's a him, and I don't yeah. even know who this nigga looked like. So um, like. I appreciate that, but I'm not going to lie. Like, there's too many photos of me out on the internet. Yeah, so, so at you, this point, it's ridiculous. Yeah, if you come up, it's like, ain't no point in you trying to hide because there's a lot of people who know you, yeah. and there's a lot of people who know what you look like. So yeah. that would just be... You'd have to literally be starting up on your own and not not let nobody know what the fuck you got going on in order to pull that off. And And I I would like to say that for a long time, me and you had this thing where, like, the the weekend's voice to us was just so angelic that we just wanted him to sing to our vaginas. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. When Earned It came out and he was singing to that girl tied up. Singing to her body, just down her body. I was jealous as fuck. Oh my like, how dare God. you sing to her? She don't even ride through like and I And the crazy thing was, Earned It plus The Hills is how everybody knew who The Weeknd was. If it wasn't for the yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey franchise, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't know, but he wouldn't have gotten yeah. big as quickly. Yeah, like, Because after that, everybody wanted to work with this nigga, yeah. and everybody was. Like, he got a lot of features. Which I feel like any feature of his 
he originally came up with the concept, except for maybe Love Me Harder. I feel like that was originally Ariana Grande's song. And she was like, let's just get him in here. Yeah, and that one is a little... That's the one that you're not really too feeling too much? Yeah. Is it because you don't like Ariana Grande, or is it because... No, I like Ariana Grande as Ariana Grande, and I like The Weeknd as The, the Weeknd. Don't be over here trying to mix what y'all got going on, because it don't go together. And I heard that song, I was like, bro, this is literally their two personalities fighting each other. Yeah. Because she's like... You're gonna have to treat me right. You're gonna have to do better. You're gonna have to work harder. You're gonna have like, to. Bro, like, bitch, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm not trying to. The like, only thing I treat right is coke. Right. I ain't right. trying to do shit, but fucking, you know that. So let's right. just quit playing around. Like, it's literally. You know how I get down. They're like, two like, personalities. Brand new for the fans. Right. That's like, literally their two personalities fighting each other. And I think that's hilarious. And that's probably the only reason why I like that song. Yeah, is I because. Think was, I definitely think he was popping as an underground artist. I'm not gonna take that away from him. For sure. But like, sure. as far as mainstream goes, once the radio got a hold of those two songs, it was over with. Was over with. Like, all I heard was The Hills or Earned It. And I'm like, bro, he has other music. Like, can I call the radio station and let them know? Who up his albums? Like, let's go but through this. But you also have to keep in mind the um, business of radio is not everything that an artist makes is made for the radio. So this nigga is very, but very I feel explicit. Like, I feel like Material Girl would have been fine. They were playing or not on the radio. Yeah. And he was on that. Yeah, that's true. They were playing or not on the radio. That's <laughs> That nigga is dirty in this. He was. He has the dirtiest verse. And I can't talk about that verse. Like, I don't listen to dirty ass music because I do. But that nigga's verse was dirty as shit. Um, but no, not everything that an artist makes is made for the radio. And that's understandable because the radio don't do them play the same 12 songs every day anyway, which is why a lot of people don't even listen to the radio for music anymore. But I feel like when an artist goes mainstream and they end up on the radio, that's a good thing. Even if it is just one or two songs, at least people know who they are. But I just feel like he was slept on for a long time with this, a lot, of, especially on Kissland. Because according to his label, that album didn't do as good as they projected that it would have, which is why he doesn't even acknowledge it too much anymore. anymore. He doesn't perform it at shows. He performed it when he did China for the first time, like 2018, early 2019. He went on a world tour in Asia. And that's where he did all of his Kissland stuff because it was inspired by Asian culture. So he was like, fuck it, I might as well do it here. But I don't even think he acknowledges Kissland anymore, which is crazy because that album has so many good songs on it. And I forget just how good those songs are. And now that I'm thinking about it, the level of color in Kissland is equivalent to the amount of color in After Hours as far as the neon lights. It's just a different... Hue. So for Kissland, it was like many greens and blues, but for After Hours, it's like oranges and yellows. But it's still that same amount of color. So if you go back to listen to Kissland and then listen to After Hours, it's kind of on the same playing field. You. Do you have anything that you want to contribute to this conversation as far as maybe an album or a project or maybe a music video that you've seen? Um, I know that there's an artist that he works with called Belly who works who writes a lot of, they write a lot of their music. So if, if The Weeknd was a rapper, he'd be Belly. If Belly was a singer, he'd be The Weeknd. Um, and he has a lot of really good projects, too. I don't want to dawn on him too much, because this is exclusively about The Weeknd, but they do work well together. That song, Might Not, that I wrote to, um, oh, this is a long-ass time ago. And then he has another one with him called What You Want. That, that song wasn't really all that good. Musically, it didn't sound right, and... It just didn't fit either of their voices. It was way too bubblegum, like, kitty shit. And I don't know. It just kind of threw me off a little bit. But I want to talk about some of his music videos in these. Or rather, let's talk about his features. Because he has a lot of songs that he's featured with other artists. And that list is very, very long. Yeah, my favorite, I think, one that I can still... Uh, it's definitely one of those nights with Juicy J. But, mm-hmm. uh... About to take a sip of Ace of Spade like it's water. Oh, that's Low Life with yeah. uh, Future. And yeah. for some reason, they are so close yeah, with like, each other. Um, like, that song to me, Love, Love. I, I can feel like, yeah, I don't know shit that y'all talking about, but I feel like I mean, but it's cool because I don't, I can't. Yeah, yeah, they're having a whole time. 
hotel party. And every time I hear that, I think of a really, really wild hotel party that everybody is at. So yeah. anyone that you can think of is at that party with them, doing God knows what with whoever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's and the like, future just makes music like that. So he's just... It's like if Project X was at a hotel. Party. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what low life is. You so, got the car in the swimming pool. Yeah. You got a whole lot of shit just getting fucked up out of nowhere. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody understands what's happening. Your baby mama and your side bitch is kissing. It's a lot of thick smoke, smog in the air. You yeah. got to be smoking and you'll walk in the room and just get high as fuck for yeah. no reason. Like, it's just a lot of catastrophic shit. Happening all at once. That sour D's. That medicine. That medicine for my allergies. That, uh, yeah, that's the, so if you took one of those nights, it can really kind of just phase into low life. And and it would make perfect sense. So, So if you was having a party, I would put those two songs back Mm -hmm. to back Mm -hmm. in any order. It doesn't matter. You also got drinks on us with, um, Ray, not Ray Sherman, but, um, Sway Lee. And Future Again, which I can't stand <laughs> this nigga Future. He got a couple of songs with uh, French Montana. They real, real yeah. cool with each other. Um, he did a couple of songs with Drake. Can we talk about Drake? Can Drake and The Weeknd kind of go hand in hand? Because when I think about The Weeknd and Drake, you got the Trust Issues remix, which is beautiful. And then you got that combination, that mashup, which is perfect. I think, and if you had to, if you had to pick right now between Drake's trust issues and the weekend's trust issues, I want the mix. You want the I mix? I want the mix. I'm not choosing because they were both so. I don't like when he came out with trust issues. I was like, yes, that right there, <laughs> literal representation of my life. And then I heard the weekend's version. He's I was like, like, God damn, God damn it, you done did it again. Yeah, and his different. name Aubrey. Yeah. Uh, the weekend's real name is Abel. Abel Drake's real and name Aubrey. is Aubrey. <laughs> Y'all can watch your motherfucking nerds. Oh, like, God. And then this I was on YouTube, Aubrey. and I heard the meshed version, and I downloaded that to my phone immediately. It's back perfect. Back when I still had an Android. It's so, perfect. So come like, for me. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is my ringtone. This is, I'm going to listen to it all the time. I created a whole dance to it. They oh got that, God. I don't know who the choreographer is, but there's a dance to it. And I watch it, and it's so, it's the smoothest shit I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what it is. It's like that the, big, small nigga with the... Yeah, and the last one is the dude who looks like Brett a little bit. Yes, yes. Yes, that, that choreo is so fucking fire. And, and I mean, but that song is just perfect. It is. I forgot about trust issues for a minute there. <laughs> I got like, the Take Care package on my phone, that joint drop. But even still with Take Care, the album, he gave him... Uh, Crew Love, which I feel like a lot of people kind of forget about. So that was originally the weekend song, but Drake heard it and was like, hey man, can I have this? And he was like, I don't give a fuck. Hey. He wrote Practice, yeah, which I don't think anybody talks about that. This nigga they wrote don't. the song Practice, which is probably my number one favorite song. Before I even knew the weekend wrote it, I was like, damn, this is a good ass song. It is. Like, like, it's that slow grind song. It got that perfect juvenile yeah. sample in there. And, and you like, wouldn't even think to put a juvenile sample in a slow-ass song like that, but it works somehow. Like, it does. And then the fact, I think that that was a good, that was definitely a good collab. Because of how The Weeknd's voice is, Drake's, this, Drake's voice fit better on that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I true. that was a smart business move for revenue, but then at the same time, that was a dope-ass collaboration. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know, I feel like for a while, they kind of fell off. Um, he The Weeknd released a song... Um, Lost in the Fire with this weird German producer. I can't pronounce his name. But he has a line in it where he was like, I just want the baby with the right one because I would never be the one to hide one. And this was right after Drake was like, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding my whole world from the kid. And it's just like, a lot of people thought they were taking jabs at him and shit. So it's like, I don't think that's what that was. I just think that The Weeknd was saying, if I had a child right now, I wouldn't be afraid to showcase it. You know what I'm saying? Which, if we could take a left turn ever so slightly, because when Drake finally did release photos of his beautiful-ass baby, so many people were talking shit. And it's like, maybe this is the reason why. And I will tell you exactly. Drake spoke out about it because everybody was like, oh, you got a son and you ain't doing da-da-da-da-da. You ain't taking care of him, da-da-da. Drake said, I I read somewhere that Uh Drake said, he wanted to get a DNA test to be sure that the baby was his before he dropped any amount of money on the baby. And that's fair. Secondly, he said, 
I don't want my baby in headlines. I don't want my baby trying. I don't want my baby's mom trying to fight off press. I don't want my baby out there like that because it's a baby, right? Because people don't give a fuck about kids. They just want what they see, and it's like someone as big as Drake. And we had this conversation I think yesterday. Someone as big as Drake to to be in a scandal, quote unquote. Oh, you have a kid. We got to see it. We have to know everything about him. We got to take their picture. We got to get all this. Press and information, and like this is a child, bro. Exactly. Like, this is a child, and then once he did show you that beautiful ass little everybody was baby. talking shit. You're like, talking about he looked like the little baby off the uh, off uh, Toy Story. You're talking about he looked like Kevin Hart in Epic Movie. Oh God, which, it was funny. I'm not gonna say that it's, it wasn't funny. It's not but funny, but it's funny. It is extremely because this is a, a child, baby. bro. That's a child. Like y'all gotta be real low to talk about a child. And I said that. Once I saw it, I posted that on Facebook. I was like, y'all gotta be like, y'all gotta be kind of low to talk about a child. I mean, and I was a little suspect at first when I first saw the picture of the little boy. Because I was like, damn, that baby is really, really bad. But then I remembered His Drake's mom looks is exactly a like blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman who looks exactly like and that. And people forget that Drake's dad is chocolate and his mother is literally the epitome of what a German person will look like. Yeah. Blue hair, I mean, blue eyes and blonde hair. And then the mom of the child isn't black either. Exactly. So what did y'all, like, how do y'all so, think genetics works? That's like, exactly how genetics works. If y'all think he was supposed to come out looking exactly like baby Drake, I'm really going to need y'all to go back to biology class. And then, of course, is that hair. That hair is curly as shit. You ain't, if, it, if that baby had, like, super straight hair, then you could be exactly. like, okay, then what the like, fuck? okay, like, uh, where, which side of genetics? But no, that baby has curly hair. Curly as fuck, actually. Like, curly and fries. again, Drake's mother has curly hair, curly blonde hair. I mean, it's when Drake was little, curl. yeah, just because, if that baby would have had black hair, then they would have been like, oh, yeah, that's Drake's baby. But because it was a blonde Haired, blue-eyed baby. People want to talk a lot of shit. But I'm like... I was actually very disappointed in... The way people reacted. Yeah, definitely the way people reacted. Because y'all was all dick-riding Drake. And all of a sudden, y'all want to sit there and act like Pusha T actually, like, spoke out about something. And now y'all want to come for Drake. But in actuality, some of y'all ain't even got no money. And y'all got kids out here. And y'all talk about, man, let me get it. Let me get DNA tests. Only to find out, dumbass, you're broke. You're still the daddy. And now you're the daddy on child support. Broke ass. Like, Holy come on. Like, this man is worth shit. millions. He has to protect his assets. Do you think that Chris Brown gonna be out here anytime somebody trying to pin a baby on him? Right. No, let me get a DNA test. Anybody that is worth money? If y'all broke ass people do it just because y'all be fucking anything, don't you think somebody who has an empire to protect is going to do it? Especially that somebody as big as them. Like, and that's exactly. only fair. Like, Especially if you get around, you know, as most artists do, you have to protect yourself, exactly. yes. Like, but if you come, get caught in a scandal, that's the first thing that your lawyers will tell you to do. Is get a DNA test. Your financial advisors. The, your mama going to tell, uh-uh. Yeah. I ain't welcome babies from no harlots that just want to swarm all up you and get back nah let me see a DNA test Mari hello like come on that's how that works that's exactly how that works people are ignorant so they just they don't think about yeah that was just like that whole argument on the internet for that time period to me was just dumb as fuck it was just dumb because there's regular people out here that'll say I won't drop a dime till I know for sure and we're getting a DNA test when the baby is born right out the hospital you feel me but, but if somebody does, Drake, if they do it, it's a problem. If it's, they do it, it's a, a problem scandal. for him to want to protect what he's built from child star to Degrassi to rapping. And it'd be different if he was married with this woman and they exactly. were having, they were a family. Yeah, then that, that would be ridiculous. But if someone just come out the blue, then yeah, you're gonna want to know. Like, but the fact that he knows now, he's for sure. He's he's got that you know, settled in, like, I don't see him disappearing from this child's life at all. Like, he doesn't hit me as a type of person, and I just don't think that he would have it in him to just walk away from that. And, at all. But let's let's get back on track real quick. That was a nice little tidbit yeah. on Drake. But, I mean, and he relates, because the two of them, for a really long time, were like a duo. So you got the whole OVO, XO thing that kind of spiraled into what it is, and then that gave you songs like Cool Love and and practice. And then there's another song on Take Care called The Ride that 
was also originally a song by The Weeknd that he just let Drake have. Probably never going to hear a verse or a chorus or a shit from this album or that song, which is devastating. Um, I kind of want to talk about Star War for a little bit, just because I feel like, like I said, a lot of his original fans kind of don't like it because it's too poppy. But then when you go back and listen to Kissland, he has a pop song on Kissland called Wonderlust. And then Pharrell remixed it and made it even more poppy. So it was like, this isn't his first time doing some really colorful shit. But I'm thinking about the song Reminder. And that music video had, like, everybody in it. So it had Travis Scott. It had ASAP Rocky. It had Drake. It had uh, Metro Boom. And it had Future. It had, uh, it had everybody in it. So, I mean, and then that just shows how how comfortable he is with a lot of people. Because all of them later on kind of jumped on... And did songs with him. A lot of unreleased tracks. This nigga got songs with Lil Uzi. I have no idea why. But I feel like a lot of people just love this nigga Lil Uzi for some reason. But um, I feel like when it comes to... I thought he died. <sighs> Lil Uzi? Yeah. No. Lil <laughs> just died. No. Um, Pop Smoke. Uh-uh. Yeah. I thought Lil Uzi just had a heart attack or something. Where the fuck did you... <laughs> Where did you, where are you getting your information from? I don't know. I thought it was a whole rest in peace little Uzi type deal. No, not that I know of. I'm pretty sure I would have seen that somewhere, but heaven forbid that that happens to him. Because I mean, I don't like his music, but I don't want the nigga to die either. Um, uh, shit, I don't forget what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> I was talking about the reminder video and how he um has all of these friends in the music industry. And even has like his managers and stuff who are his best friends. Do you know the story between him and his uh, creative director on his team? Mm-mm. They were best friends in high school. Somehow he convinced this nigga to drop out of school with him, and was like, "Man, we can really make some shit happen, and we can really, you know, do some really great things and and come together." He's like, "Man, I don't know about that. Man. We should just stay in school." But they ended up dropping out of school together. They uh, gathered all their stuff, moved into this. Um, shack of a studio apartment and they were just in there making music and then they just kind of started pushing it out Um, and now he's the creative director for their label, their company he goes on tours to try to teach other people how to do the same thing and he kind of that's like his, so that's kind of like a you and me situation, so if you have an idea and you talk me into it and we see it into fruition I may not be the artist on your left, but I'm the person that remains on your right because you see everything that I put out as valid, important, you know, you understand it better, and it's just good to have that kind of person on your team. So that's who his creative director slash best friend is. It's that dark skinned nigga with the with the septum piercing that's always in his pictures with the Yeah. That tall eyes duck that's what I'm talking about. Juice World is who I was thinking. Yeah, that that was that was a couple of months ago. I swear, I swear. We that was, was a, that was a little while ago, my but bad. yeah, Pop Smoke just recently passed away. But Juice World was like earlier bad. this year, I want to say. Dang y'all, they look. I don't. I'm not gonna get into the conversation of the niggas that look alike because that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, I don't want you to get pulled out of the conversation. So I need to end that thing. Okay. Um, your favorite music video? Do you have one? Uh, not really. I never seen. I haven't seen a lot of videos from the weekend. I feel like you probably really, really like the false alarm music video. You already showed me that. Then what did you think about it? I mean, it was dope. I, I mean, it gave me, it gave me. I'm pretty sure y'all don't know what this is, but payday. It put me in the mindset of that. It's a video game about robbing a bank. I mean. Yeah, it's something like that, but totally different. I ain't never heard of Payday before, but that sounds. I mean, if that's your only objective is to rob the bank and then you gotta get out. That's like some set it off type shit. But I feel like that's always a bit more dramatic. But it's okay. Um, a lot. Of, I know a lot of people were talking about the Heartless music video because this nigga got into a fight and licked the toad and got like because apparently you lick toads. That's a real thing. Family Guy wasn't bullshitting. Yes. It's the weirdest shit. It's the weirdest shit. 
It's the weirdest shit ever, but apparently that is a thing to lick toads. So that kind of caught everyone's attention when that happened. I think that's odd. Um, Mine is definitely one of those nights. Yeah, one of those nights is a dope-ass music video. I, just I don't even know if I have one. Honestly, it probably would be the false song. Because I didn't like the song at first when I first heard it. I didn't. I thought it was weird that he was screaming in the chorus. But I was like, you know, I'm going to let you do you. But then I saw the video. I was like, damn, this is kind of... This is this is this is nice. This is a nice little story that goes into it because it really is like a little mini movie, um, and then of course you have his live performances. I heard call out my name live, and that... I saw it live. Like I wasn't actually there, but I saw the recording of yeah, it live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I cried with him on stage. I don't care. He was crying. I cried he was definitely him. crying. Like anybody was... whose voice crackles in the middle of them trying to speak. They're crying, bro. He was crying. Like... Like, don't do me. He was crying. Oh, my God. About to... No. And I feel like so many people... Because this was right after him and Selena Gomez broke up, which... I'm sorry to say it. That was doomed from the start. I Whatever. don't care Look, what I'm nobody say. This. I'm going to tell you this. The weekend, sir. I am happily engaged now. But back <laughs> then, I would have loved you. And... You would have took care of you, man. Exactly. Damn. Like... Selena you like Gomez? Hand, you like hand washes? I wash the hair. Like, I scrub your scalp? I get, I get you good. And I don't want to talk too much about his relationship because I know that's a personal thing. Yeah, and people don't like talking about their relationships. Selena Gomez was a bad look, man. That was a bad fucking look. And I think what fucked me up the most about their relationship is I found out they broke up. Um, And then a couple of days later, she was seen out with Justin Bieber eating lunch and eating ice cream that and riding bikes. And I'm just like, off. are you fucking kidding me? I was me? like... I was like, Justin Bieber, over all that man. Are you kidding me she right now, bro? She is so... I'm going to pee in a mop bucket over that. She's as despicable as hell. She is despicable as fuck. Because he didn't even go back to his ex immediately after yeah. that. He waited a little bit. They were in. They were conversating and communicating, and then they kind of gradually tried to put the piece back together. But that was immediate. And I'm just like, fucking Selena... And I ain't trying to bash Selena Gomez. I'm pretty sure she's a great person. But according to my yeah, dear melancholy, she was an asshole. Yeah, she's overcome a lot of things. I watch her interviews with Zell and stuff like that. Or Vogue or the 50 Questions or whatever. She seems dope I loved her What's the Waverly Place. Yeah, What's the Waverly Place. She was dope as fuck. Her and Demi Lovato were good friends. And, yeah, and, but I think that relationship just yeah, didn't work and, for uh, either of them. And it and just I'm fucked them both stunt. up. I'm not too crazy about her as an artist. So... I mean, she seems like a decent person. She seems um, like, like a decent human being. And um, it's not can't keep my hands to my throat. <laughs> that's that, that's not. It's probably same old love, just because I like what's written in it. I don't like how she sounds singing it, but you know, it was beautifully written. Yeah. So if you wrote that yourself, it is. Dope Congratulations. Song. If you did not, then I guess we just lose out on the whole song. Yeah, and I think I actually saw somewhere that before My Dear Melancholy was created, right after Starboy, there was another product that had the same kind of feel and tone and vibe of Starboy, but after they broke up, he kind of trashed it and threw it away because he was like, I can't sing about something that I don't feel anymore. I said, damn. So we lost out on a whole fucking album because your goofy ass wanted to do some goofy shit. And and I want to say that... Times he touched on like multiple people because yeah. there's one line where he was like, "Um, you are equestrian, so, so ride, ride like a champion." That was definitely about Bella Hadid because yeah. she does ride. And I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" I put that you little meme. I put the meme of uh, Arsenio Hall spitting out the drink in the nightclub <laughs> when I first heard that because I was like, "That was a spit." Because I knew exactly what he was talking about when he said that mm-hmm. shit. She's the only motherfucker I know who still rides horses. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just thought that was great. I thought that was so great. And he said, what's he got that I ain't got? Because I've got a lot. You got Don't a- make me run up on him, boy. Be blowing up his spot. Man. No, that shit was hard. I ain't got no business catching feelings anyway. Shit. I ain't got no business catching feelings. Damn, that, that, like, song, damn. Is, that song That song is so is fucking. Written. Like, the weekend, if this if this podcast ever like blesses your ears, I hope or so. if you God, have, I hope like, he hears this. I really do because I need you to know that as an artist, as a person, as a man, as what you are, you have inspired me. You have you have helped me get through some dark times, and I love you for 
what you have put out. Like, you helped me, and you, there are a couple artists who do this, and you're one of the artists who has taught me that I'm not alone in how I'm feeling, right. you know? And your music was my escape. Like, anytime really anybody was, saw me man. in school with some headphones on, they just knew I was listening you to listen The Weeknd. I mean, and even still to this day, I still listen to The Weeknd like that. I and still. I'll be, big, I'll, be, I'll be pretending my car got bass. Uh, speakers in the show. Yeah. And I can turn it all up knowing damn well I'm about to blow up my car speakers. Yeah, that's how it is. All the time. When I'm driving at work by myself, I have it on full blast. I love listening, and this is dangerous as hell. I love listening to Heartless while I drive on the interstate because I can go as fast as I want because there's no traffic now. Mm-hmm. I'm going 70, 80 miles an hour speeding past the three or four cars that are on the interstate driving fast as shit. My music is loud as fuck. And I feel like I'm in like uh, Fast and the Furious or some shit like that. Like, it's such a great song to drive fast to. Like, yeah. Heartless is such a good song. And I remember when it first came out, it was that and Blinding Lights. Those two songs were the number one and number two songs in the world. You could go to your Siri and say, hey, Siri, play the number one song in the world. And this nigga's voice would come out of your phone and say, okay, here's my number one single, Heartless by me, The Weeknd. He would say that out of your fucking phone. And then, I don't know how, but these niggas made this motherfucker drop from number one to number 17 in like two weeks. And I'm just sitting here listening to First it like, all, y'all how did y'all let this drop? Like, like, y'all didn't deserve The weekend. Let's throw that out They there. don't. They don't. His fans are low-key assholes, man. His fans are, and I'm not putting myself in that position because I I was cool with him when he was happy. I love that he was happy. I love that he was in a stable relationship and he was clean from doing drugs. I was proud of him. But then when this nigga felt, I felt bad. But that's all these niggas cared about was watching this nigga suffer. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why? Just, and I know this may sound crazy for somebody looking in. Like, you can't care this much about somebody you ain't never met before. Look. Damn it, this nigga has, like you said, he's seen me through some dark shit. And his music is so, it's too good to ignore. And his fans are just so demanding. I'm referring back to his uh, Variety magazine interview. His label didn't want him to drop his album on time because of everything that was going on with the pandemic and shit. They didn't think it was going to do well. They didn't think people were going to listen to it. They didn't think it was going to, you know, exceed their expectation. He was like, no, trust me. I know my fans. They're going to... They're going to listen to it at least, you know what I'm saying? That motherfucker went platinum in like two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks, and that motherfucker is certified platinum. That's insane. Like, so in a lot of ways, his fan base is very strong and powerful and devoted, but at the same time... How dare y'all? They just don't treat this nigga the way that they should. There's there's a small percentage that do. We need to protect him. We have to... We need to put him in a bubble and, and protect him. And going by the way, these music videos are going, he definitely needs some protection. This nigga is literally getting dragged by demons in a stairwell trying to fight them off. Like, he's, his music videos are really, really scary, but... Look, all I want to do is just... I once said that if I could, I would take the weekend home and I would lock him in my closet and then I would feed him a whole bunch of fattening foods okay, so, so that he would get fat and he couldn't run away. He could roll away, but he couldn't run away. You know, so I would be able to unlock him from the closet and let him roll he around. Would, he would be too fat, and at the end, I would hope that he would develop like some kind of Stockholm syndrome and just love me as we work on getting him back in shape. Okay, so given to what you just said, which was very, very deep, personal, and respectful, you flip it to this fucking. Jeffrey Dahmer ass mentality. Jeffrey Dahmer killed people and he ate them. You want to get him fat, bro? <laughs> so he can't run away. Okay, okay. So um, I don't What's know how. To, with feeding somebody, everybody likes food. I don't know how to respond to that. Everyone except for vegans, apparently, because they don't eat like I'm normal people and shit. I'm not taking up that battle. You got that. So I want to. I want to point out that that was Sebastian Star. Okay. Who said that about vegans. I don't got an issue. First of all, I don't all, want that battle. For the record, I don't have anything against vegans. Y'all are going to live forever and I'm going to die young. Whatever. Y'all okay. Y'all vegan shit to y'all. I'm, so I'm aware. I like steak. <laughs> I like tuna. I like milk. Almond milk better. You would never eat a jackfruit then, right? A jackfruit that to a pork stank. sandwich. You like, wouldn't eat one of those. You wouldn't eat. And I'm I saw allergic a lady. to fruit, so fuck 
I saw a lady making carrot bacon on social media, and it actually looked pretty good, but I don't like carrots because somebody lied to me and said they make your vision better, and it didn't. It it just (laughs) fucked it up, so fuck carrots. Um, But anyway, I digress. Um, You want to trap this nigga in the closet and feed him. And I just think that's funny because I think in another, I watch a lot of this nigga interview because he doesn't talk that much. So whenever he does an interview, I want to watch it. I want to read it. Um, His mom's is Ethiopian. So she makes a lot of like traditional Ethiopian foods. And one good sign that you are like from a good family or a, a, a famished family is if your children are kind of chubby because they were eating right so when he was little he was like a fat baby but that meant that his mom was feeding him properly and taking care of him the way that she was supposed to and then as he got older he kind of slimmed down a little bit so i think that's funny just make some bomb ass ethiopian food i'm pretty sure he wouldn't go and i will learn i'm pretty sure he wouldn't go anywhere (laughs) i don't even know what the fuck ethiopians eat um look i'll ask some of the people and apparently he's trilingual he speaks like three different languages it's some it's some derived um I can't speak some type of language that's derived from Ethiopia and then some kind of French Canadian combo and then English. So, oh, so he's French. Sure, fuck I don't fucking speak French, but I think that's funny. Um, is there any other lasting thoughts? Because we both kind of dove into the personal side of what his music has done for us. And I know you made connections already to your personal life. And I don't want you to dive too deep because I don't want you to to, to experience melancholy. Um, so, but just if there's anything else that you want to contribute before you wrap this up real quick. Don't just say no. Don't just shake your hand no. You nah. know, no? No, not at all. Is there, okay, is there anything that maybe you would like him to know from you as a sort of kind of fan? Like, a um, guy fan is. Yeah, a guy fan. Well, I feel like a lot of women obsess over him. I feel like serious. I, I like I like the weekend because of some of the music he made. It don't have to be all hardcore about him doing drugs, but the the way that he um shoot performing like um what was that song? Think of it. I, I can't remember the name of it. I was just going through it, and honestly, I liked it. It was some type of girly song. I don't know. It was a girly song? It was a girly song. That could literally be anything, but um, was it about a girl? Or did it I, just I sound? can't remember. I listened to it once and forgot what, it, what the name was, honestly. I listened to so much of the weekend, so yeah. I ain't no telling what the hell. It could have been anything, damn it. It could have literally been anything. I mean, his music can actually... Yeah, I like reminiscing some of his music. Some of the hard time I had was just me being alone and in a dark place, not being able to feel me socialize with people because most people didn't think I was a regular person. And I mean, here's like some of his artistry, his music is better in a dark place sometimes. I mean, and that's valid because I feel like for a long time he was in a very dark place. So I feel like he's an artist that writes about what he's experiencing, not just what he thinks people want to hear. So even though all of his projects are very different, they're also very personal because they're just a bit. That's why most of his fans call refer to his albums as chapters because it's like his life being played out. So each chapter is very, very personal and it's an insight into what's going on with him. So as you listen to it, you can understand him better. You can learn more about him at the same time. And you can, you know, kind of relate and put yourself in his shoes for a moment and kind of experience what he is. Or vice versa, have him telling your story for you type of shit. And I think he's done a pretty good job with that. I think he's a great storyteller. I think he's a great vocalist. He seems very passionate about what he does. And the right people appreciate him for it. It's everybody else that has issues, and I, and I and I hate bringing fuck up again, but so many people are like, oh, I'd listen to the weekend more if he just cut his hair. What does his hair have to do with his talent? Absolutely though? nothing. What does his hair have to do with his lyricism? What does his hair have to do with his production skills? What like nothing? 
It has nothing to do with it. And the fact that he taught himself how to do all of this by himself. Yeah, like, like just say that you're a basic bitch and move the fuck out the way for the real fam. Yeah. You're dismissed. Yeah, because honestly, your opinion isn't even valid at this point. Cause at all. You ain't saying nothing relevant. You really don't appreciate this man for what he does. And I guarantee you, if I would have said the same thing about your favorite artist, you'd be ready to fight me. Which I can't think of none. People go crazy over. And I don't want to name drop because I ain't trying to have nobody messaging me with, well, you don't like so-and-so? No, I'm not trying to hear that. So, Look, our first episode. We, we ain't got to talk about the first episode no more. <laughs> because I know the second that, that bitch goes up, I'm not going to hear the end of it. From I'm anybody. Just so you don't have to. Yeah, just, text just so you don't directly. have to. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let you know how it's doing, and you know we'll see just how well this works out. And I do hope that somehow in the miraculous universe of the internet that he hears this, and I hope that he knows that the three of us sitting right here can appreciate him as an artist, as an yeah. individual. Like and we might not be like big buddy popping or like famous or anything, but we want you to know that you matter and your music matters to us. Absolutely. And we're grateful for everything that you have done. And I feel like there's a good little chunk of his fan base that believes that as well. And those are the ones that he should really worry about because everybody else's opinion is invalid because they don't really care. Exactly. They just want what they want when they, when they want to get it. Understand this, if we have spoken about an artist that you love and will defend to the day you die that we don't like, understand opinions are like assholes. Everybody, everybody has one. And it's nothing personal, because this is strictly 100% opinion-based. Opinion and I, I try my best to cite any references that I'm using, whether it be songs or interviews or anything that I've seen. I try my best to cite those so you can go back and check yourself. I'm not perfect, and I might misquote a couple of things, but at the end of the day, this is all my opinion. This is all your opinion. This is all your opinion. This is how everybody thinks. This, we are not professionals. We are we are just people with some very strong opinions. I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my shit. 